Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back. Third hour, final hour of in this league right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, what's happening? Hey, what's happening? That's Scott Bogman, Bogman Sports. Want to check him out? You got a Tinder profile? People can check out your Tinder. You got that? Tinder. Tinder. Not tender. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. T I N. Say tin. Tender. Now say ten. Ten. Now say ten again because it sounded weird. Ten. Ten. Tender. Ten. What? <laughs> what am say I saying? Th- you are saying tender for both things. There's tin, like the metal tin. Yeah. It's like tender. Like you sound tinny. Tender. I, I, I don't know, because I've heard you say you sound tinny before, and I get that. I understand that. But you can't say tender. It's T-I-N-D-E-R. Yeah, tender. Okay, that, that sounded completely normal, but you okay. always call it tender. You ever done tender? Like love me tender. You ever done yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. How'd that, how'd that go for you? That's all right. I had no idea. Like, that's how just out of touch I am. Like, I think I'm, like, I'm just having this realization. I don't know why turning 35 is becoming a problem for me. It's becoming a problem. I, I feel like because it's the it's the kind of... I, I almost feel like it's the finality of the 30s, and it's not. 39 will be an epic disaster for me. But you're you're on the back end. And I feel like because I'm... Because you're closer to 40 than you are to 30. Yeah. That's why. I think so. And, like... There's this whole like we're millennials, but we're not. I'm not. A, I'm not a millennial. Like I, I don't. I don't relate with that stuff. Like I'm at the cusp of it. Like I, I feel like I don't have a home, Bogman. Do you not guys a millennial. Want me to ruin the Welsh's day. Yeah, well. you're going to die. Yeah, oh, I mean that's. I'm. I'm the most like death feared person <laughs> of thinking about it. Absolutely, it's all, all going to come to an end. You know, yeah. whether you whether you work out and you're in shape or you're not. So, yep. uh, you know the the cost of living is death. So, yeah. wow, what a what an uplifting story. You're, you're going to go into the dirt. See, I'm I'm trying to uh, ruin your birthday just like you ruined my open to the show. You don't have to. I'm like, hey, this is so, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing uh, you can say that will. up, right. Yeah, nothing. Nothing oh, you can God, say. Bob, you're going to guess we have to do this. Yeah. So. There's probably people that would love to do that, but believe me, there's nothing you can do. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
Oh, God. Oh, God. By the way, uh, baseball, as we're finishing up baseball because we're done with it, but if you guys want the ITL Fantasy Baseball Podcast, which is coming this Monday, we got Rob Silver on from uh, the Launch Angle Show, if you've never checked that out, Rob Silver. Also, uh, NFC, NFBC Main Event Champion from 2016, so cash money, baby. Rob is a great guy in the industry. He'll be joining us if you want to check that out. And then finally... Uh, Bogman put up the poll results, or he put up this poll, and we'll give you some results, early results as far as we can give you. Maybe bigger when you look at it. But it is, who would you rather have rest of season in fantasy baseball? Daily leagues, because it's important here. Shohei Otani, who's a hitter pitcher, or Ozzy Albies. And Bogman, Ozzy Albies is winning 63 to 37%. Right All now. because of an effing blister. That is, I'm, I'm telling you, man. If it's if it's uh, if Otani doesn't have that blister and he just has an okay start, if he goes five and gives up four, you know, it's not a quality start, but he didn't get rocked. I think that Otani is winning this poll in a landslide. But because of the blister, I'm not sure it, it is, man. There's more comments that are popping up. I'm just seeing them right here. It says. You know, this was on our poll. It says uh, someone had said, like, oh, oh, he's a real deal, blah, blah, blah. Don't bet against him. And this other guy goes, agreed, he's the real deal. Will not be surprised at all to see him as a first or second round pick in fantasy for years to come. And then he uh, commented on, uh, no, he's just commenting on our poll. This isn't the one you just put out. Yeah, I know. I saw that before, so I was confused. I was like, well, he just told me it's 60%, but this says 50-50, but I see old. Yeah, that was our Bregman um, versus. It's just Ozzy, it's Ozzy Albee's fever I it, I am hard pressed. You said it before. Like I'm into buying, but man, if you have Ozzy Albies, how do you not dangle him out there to see what you can get? How do you? Not I, do I think in redraft you absolutely have to. Yeah. I think. Do you think it's foolish to trade him in dynasty at this point? And it depends. Because he's got that. He's got that first, second round upside. But I mean, so does Otani. It just depends you know? what you can get, man. That just depends what you can get. It's wild. So go and vote on it. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say uh, because it is a wild, wild piece of this conversation. Speaking of wild, <laughs> the NFL draft is speaking right around the stupid. corner. Yeah, speaking of stupid, we're going to talk about the Browns. But first off, like, how excited are you, by the way? Like, I have always been pretty, like, excitable about the NFL draft. I remember when I went and I moved out by myself to L.A., and I was working in a recording studio. Sounds terrible. It was, it was it was a horrible experience. I'd have been okay dying if yeah. that would have happened. Yeah, I was like in the Hollywood Hills Sorry. working for this recording studio. Ugh. And one of the I went out like the week of my of my birthday actually. So this would have been like oh my god, that's like four, 14, 15 40 years ago. Years ago? 40 years ago. I was I think I was turning like twenty or yeah, I think I was turning twenty. So fifteen years ago, almost to the day, actually. I was out there and I remember they kind of like were hinting like, hey, why don't you come, you know, like you can come. We're going to do some stuff this weekend. And I was like, oh, I don't want to bother anybody. And it was because the NFL draft was that weekend. And when it was just Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, and I sat in my my like temporary living place and just watched the entire NFL draft. That's all who, that I did. What year was that? Like, who was the first guy to go? Do okay. You remember? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm trying. I cannot remember his name right now, though. But it was the uh, who was the Stanford offensive tackle the 49ers took. Was it Kwame? Kwame Brown? No, not no Kwame that, Brown. Was, that was the center <laughs> the, for the, the, for the, the wizards. wizards. Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, wait, uh, Harris. Uh, Kwa- Kwame uh, Harris? Kwame Harris, is that right? He didn't go first overall, though. No, 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 but it was who the 49ers took. No, I was asking who went first overall in that draft. Do you remember? 
Uh, no, I don't. It would have to be, oh my God, Kwame Harris looks like garbage. I just typed him in. <laughs> what was it? Kwame Harris draft. So that was uh, Kwame Harris. What the hell was it? Which draft was 2003 it? draft. Okay, so who went? Yeah, it was 15 years ago. We could have done the math. Draft. That was NFL draft. I'm typing it in. We need to know now. Let's see. Wikipedia. Oh, that was Carson Palmer draft. The Carson Palmer draft. Holy crap. And how many how many playoff games did Carson Palmer win? None. None. Here, uh, Charles Rogers was number two. I remember that. Uh, oh, Detroit Lions. <laughs> how many lines did Charles Rogers snort? Yeah, that's great. Andre Johnson was the third pick. Let's see who else was in the Byron God, Leftwich. I'm... Went to the Jags. That was a good one. Kevin Williams. Terrell Suggs. I really wanted Terrell Suggs. I was a big fan that of That was the Bryant McKinney, uh, Terrell Suggs fiasco. Remember yep. where the Vikings no. didn't get their pick Kevin, in time? Kevin Williams. Well, was it Kevin Williams? Yeah, Kevin okay. Williams. Who they did, The pick didn't go in in well, time. Well, I think the Vikings had multiple first-round picks that year then. Because didn't they also take Bryant McKinney? Um, no, not in this draft. Maybe he slipped to the second. I yeah. don't know. But. That was the uh, Troy Polamalu draft, by the way, Boggs. Yeah, pa- that was the last time the Steelers traded up in the first round. Yep. Uh, Willis McGahee went 23rd to the Bills. And, yep, the Niners, 26, took Quam Harris from Stanford. So I had all that right. Larry Oops. Johnson was in that. Ooh, you know, this whole... No wonder you have an aversion for your team taking... Uh... Yep. You know, taking offensive linemen in the first round. Took Anthony Adams Harris. in the second round. I should have stuck. Maybe I could have been a producer in radio and in, uh, in music had I stuck to it. But I stuck to watch Quam Harris and <laughs> Anthony Adams. If you went that first weekend, maybe you yeah. would have met someone amazing and How never ex- had to do any of this. Maybe. How excited were you? Th- are you though? Because last couple of years, and you're doing it this time. So if people are locked into the NFL draft, uh, we are going to have the live stream. We are going to live stream all the rounds for three days. You're going to be able yeah, to live I stream did, with Bogman if you're part I- of the army. I just did the first and second round, uh, the first and second day last year. I don't think I did the last day, but this this year I took off, uh, you know, all three days from work, and I'm I'm gonna go full bore. We're gonna go the full draft. Hopefully, people show up to talk with me uh, and, and ask questions or just throw out a subject, whatever yeah. you want to talk about. Maybe I mean, maybe like talk- maybe you might want to open it up to the public for the third day. Yeah, the yeah the last day is gonna be well. I don't mean you know to come on the show with me. I mean just to oh, be in the chat room to chat. Yeah, just uh, something you know talk about something because it's gonna be, you know, it, it's gonna be a long arduous pro- process that last day. But I'm interested to see how it goes because it's in a stadium for the first time, and uh, it's in Dallas in the stadium. So that's oh, gonna boy. be really really interesting. And, I didn't and, even know that actually. Remember, last year was in Philly, and they did it on the steps of uh, whatever. I can't remember what the name of that building's called. You know, the Sylvester Stallone where he, yeah. you know, races up the uh, the steps in Rocky. Yeah, when the uh, Eagles won, people were driving ATVs up the stairs. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. That one. So That's my uh, memory they, now of it. They so. did the draft uh, there last year, and it was a rousing success. I, I thought it was a little bit weird. And remember they said that there were no arrests, and I was like, hmm. Mm. Yeah, there were arrests. We can lie so. about you can lie if you want, but we know what's going on. Come on, it's Philly. There was yeah. a dude eating horse s off the ground after they won, so there were definitely arrests. Speaking so. of horse s, so this report comes out. So the Cleveland Browns have the first and the fourth overall pick, and a big thing because uh, I told you in our show, full sixty fantasy football with fan tracks, we did a live first round mock where. We just went, like, I had team one, team four, you know, da-da-da-da-da, and we made the pick. So I had both of the Browns' picks. And I made this big thing about, like, you take Saquon Barkley one overall because you are going to get 
one of these quarterbacks at four. And, you know, I saw, I think it was Mike Mayock, and I completely agree with him, saying he doesn't see a Wentz or a Andrew Luck in this draft, and I'm in complete agreement on that. So, you know, it's, it's kind of questionable, I think, already with some of these quarterbacks. The report comes out, Bogman, that the Cleveland Browns have kicked around the idea of taking a quarterback with the first and the fourth pick, with both of their first-round picks taking two quarterbacks. It just can't happen. You know, like, if you're so bad at picking quarterbacks, and, and look, I, I, underst- I understand the fleeting thought, right? The fleeting thought is we have to have a quarterback. Deshaun Kaiser won zero games for us last year. Uh, we have... N- since Vinny Testaverde, we haven't had a decent quarterback. You know, the Hoyer the Destroyer was the last decent one they had, and he's not that good. You know, he's a replacement-level quarterback in the NFL. He shouldn't be a starter. So they have to have someone to come in and be the guy there. Um, but you just cannot take two quarterbacks with one and four. If you want to take another quarterback – 100% fine. If you want to take Kyle Laletta in the third round, I mean, remember, this is what the Redskins did. Remember, they took Robert Griffin III in the first round, and then they took Kirk Cousins in the third round. Yeah. And we, we saw the um, we saw the Oakland Raiders do this, too, when they took Derek Carr in the first round. And then a couple rounds later, they took, I can't even remember who yeah, it was. Yeah, some no-name idiot. No one remembers. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, you know, We've seen teams without a quarterback employ some type of the strategy, but you cannot take a quarterback. and You can't go Sam Darnold and then Baker Mayfield. Is it the most Browns thing if it were to happen? Of course. Of course it would be. No, the most Browns thing would be to miss on both of them, right? So you take Sam Darnold. Damn. And then you take Lamar Jackson and, then, uh, you know. And then Josh Saquon Allen Bar- wins wins the MVP. Right. Saquon Barkley goes and then Baker Mayfield goes. And the, and they're both going into the Hall of Fame, just like, you know, whoever took uh, Charles Rogers over Andre Johnson. <laughs> the Lions took Charles Rogers over Andre Johnson. And, uh, you, you know, you miss on both of them. That is the most Browns thing that could possibly happen. What likelihood do you give as that? a thing going on that what that that could happen i mean because also by the way zero zero percent one percent i mean it's still like the browns in play they're just like we got to get one of these guys guy like they're all huddled up they're like all right picking one hasn't worked out but check this out we can get two and someone's like and twins and like that's the browns like (laughs) war room and you're just like well what commercial was that from? That was the Bud Light commercial. Is that a beer commercial? Yeah, it was a Bud Light. Like, and twins. And twins. I, I'm going to have to look that up at the break. I think it's like 8%. I think it could happen. I 8%? Do. That's I do. higher than my 1%, but still highly unlikely. I, you know, they're going to take whatever quarterback at one. Well, did you hear this, by the way? Let me throw this out. Okay. Get your take on it. That um, Brown's GM, is it Dorsey? John Dorsey? Yeah, Dor- John Dorsey. Dorsey, Dorsey said... In a, and I think it was a, a pre-draft call that he thinks it's v- hand size is very, very important for a quarterback when you think about the conditions of the, uh, you know, the, of the, the weather that the Browns are going to play in, that that's going to be a major factor. And what that does is immediately scream Josh Allen 
obviously it can be one of those things that they hope reporters go and take with so they can build up the trade interest if someone is trying to get Josh Allen. But it also doesn't seem like a play that a team like maybe the Giants, even though there's been conflicting reports about Sam Darnold and the Giants, but what do you think about the Browns coming out and saying that about hand size? I, I, I think that this they've considered two quarterbacks is a pathetic attempt at a smokescreen. And I think this is also some, I mean, because why, like, to be honest with you, we're sitting here, it's the 21st, the the draft starts in five days. Why wouldn't you just say who you're taking? Because they're still, they're still looking to see if they can get a better deal. Otherwise, I think they're trading out of one of those. Hey, look, Sam Darnold's our guy. I think they're trading out of one of those. I think that, I think they's going to trade out of four. Yeah, and I do too, and, and I, I think, think that's, that's, like you said it perfectly, that stupid two-quarterback thing is a ploy to be like, well, guys, listen, you might not get your quarterback at four, so you should trade out, and they're trying to get, I, I don't know, any of these idiots. If What's Josh challenge is the guy that they like, I think they should take Saquon at one, then the Giants will probably take Darnold, the Jets are enamored with Baker Mayfield. Well, Everybody. the Giants are very heavily linked with Saquon Barkley, though. Right, but if the Browns took him at one, he wouldn't be there. So the Browns take Saquon, and then the Giants would probably take the quarterback. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, I got you. Who would be Sam Darnold. And then three, uh, I think Baker Mayfield will go to the Jets. And then four, you take Josh Allen. That way you get the quarterback that you like, if that is your guy, and you get the potential Hall of Fame running back in Saquon. That's been my play the whole time. I couldn't agree more, especially if it was Josh Allen. Not going to do it. I know. Not going to do it. It's, it's crazy. Even Hey, listen, if the Browns walked out with Saquon Barkley, Barkley and Bradley Chubb, no one's going to say that that's a bad draft. You still have the second round. You take a quarterback in the second round. There's some guys. So we'll talk. Uh, we're going to talk NFL draft inside of our mock draft coverage that we had. So early, early mock stuff. So don't go anywhere. It's in this league. We'll be back. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome in this league. I love you. Ready to party. All right, baby. We are doing some mock draft hey, coverage. Baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> Do you like mock drafts and a fifth sandwich? You like those? So we conducted a very, very early mock yeah. draft a couple weeks ago. With the rest of our wonderful ITL Army, patreon.com slash ITL Army, one of the awesome perks that we can provide for people when you join in. And one thing we made very apparent, we used Fantrax when we did it because what was nice was Fantrax has already got the player pool up. So we did not have to fight and battle. Though I did see something I thought was interesting. I don't know how true this was. Bob, did you see that Yahoo was going to open up their fantasy football April 26th? Really? Yeah. Which... I, I thought it was cool. You know, I mean, we, we now, do stuff. Now, can I ask you, so is Saquon yeah. Barkley going to be two separate players? <laughs> well, I mean, he'll probably only be a partial running back that you can put in half the time, 100%. But I thought it was interesting, but also made me mad. I mean, we do stuff with fan tracks, so we might be a little bit biased. We, have a sh- we do a football show with them, the Full 60 Fantasy Football. 
we've moved over some of our stuff, but it doesn't mean I'm not we're oblivious to the other sites, which I think is cool if that is true that they're opening up. But at the same time, I was like, that's so disrespectful to the baseball fans that they waited till like what three weeks before the season started <laughs> to open up. Like you obviously show your hand that uh, yeah, football is king. There's no doubt about it. Well, but let's give them a little credit. Maybe this is the beginning of them opening early, ah. and maybe they're finally going to figure it out just stay open. So January first, baseball should open up in Yahoo. Uh, no, it, they, they all should just be open. Agreed. Always. Agreed. Yeah. Well, but so we decided because Fandrax, we could easily kind of do it that the entire player pool is there. Now, the key here is that these guys have not been set to team. So I think it it's going to be interesting to see the skew that goes on. Because one thing oh, that yeah. definitely happened in this was, you know, some of the, the lower, I don't even call them the lower backs, but the next level, that the not Barclays is like what the tier should be called. <laughs> guys like Chubb and Sony Michelle and Darius Geis. And, and furthermore, there's probably a couple other guys like Ronald Jones. Where they go and where they're drafted is go- is going to play a role here. So I think some of the value is muted. Though I'm looking here, and Darius Geis was drafted. Um, he's drafted pretty aggressively. We're going to go over this here. I think he went he went ahead of Chubb as I look here. Yeah, yeah, he went in the fourth. Yeah, and I see Sony Michelle went in the sixth. So we'll talk about those guys. But this is a pre-team pre-team here. And this is the very, very early look, and it was very fascinating. So should I should I go through just who the players were who drafted? Yeah, yeah, let's okay. do that. If and I, can I have it up for the people who name their team a weird thing. Great. It makes the Welsh so mad. Yep, because that's helpful because there's some I don't know here. So it looks like the first <laughs> overall pick was uh, Joe Mitchell. Second, Robert Brend. This is the IT. Are these all captains, by the way? These are the, the captain specific. You know what? So. Salute to you. Put the, it in the captain room. The biggest supporters at ITL stepping up, and we're rewarding rewarding them with uh, this draft. So Joe Mitchell won, Robert Brand two, Sorio three, Ryan Werkheiser was four, Anthony Rosa was five. Don't know who six is because it's a name. What's the name? A football isn't a ball. That's Will Hall. <laughs> Thank New you, captain. Will. He was what number is that now? Six. I am set. I was seven. Uh, Eric Cooper was eight. Ryan Effin Porter, the American sniper, was nine. French fried pizza. Chris Clark. Chris Clark was ten. Uh, Fam Rob didn't was eleven. And Bogman, you had the wheel pick here. And we did this as a PPR draft. So how do you want me to do this? Do you want me to just list out who was taken and then we break yeah, it down? Yeah, let's go. Let's go first round. Okay. Yeah. So first round, first overall pick was Le'Veon Bell. Second pick, Todd Gurley. Absolutely no surprise here. The third pick was Antonio Brown. That went to Sorio. Followed by Ezekiel Elliott. David Johnson, five. I was just somehow hoping he would drop there. Six. <laughs> you always do that. I think I in football, you do that more than anything else. Probably. You expect some ridiculous person to fall to you. That would never happen in a million years, and you get upset when they're not available. That was the lockdown top five. That made sense. Six. Everything kind of changed when we got here. Six went Alvin Kamara, which was, that was a big one. This is PPR, though. At seven, I had a huge decision because guys like DeAndre Hopkins were still out there. There were some good backs like Kareem Hunt, but I went Saquon Barkley at seven. Yeah. (laughs) Eight was Melvin Gordon. Nine was DeAndre Hopkins. Ten was Kareem Hunt. Leonard Fournette went 11, and Bogman finished out the first round in PPR with Christian McCaffrey. 
Yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey caught 80 passes last year. So uh, I, I think in PPR, his value goes way, way up. But I think the big thing to take away from this first round, uh, there's a couple things here. Number one, that was 10 running backs and two wide receivers. Antonio Brown at three overall and DeAndre Hopkins at, what is that, nine overall? Yeah. Those were the only two wide receivers, only non-running backs to go. So we've had this weird shift the last couple of years where it went, you know, running backs early and then every single running back got hurt that year. I believe that was 2016. No, that was 2015. 2016 comes back. And people said, there's no way I'm doing it. I can't take a first-round running back. They all get hurt and blow out their knee, and they're done for the year. I might as well just take a wide receiver who's going to stay healthy. And then wide receivers went, and then all the running backs stayed healthy that year. Or, you know, a higher percentage of running backs stayed healthy and scored points. And then last year was kind of mixed. You still had people that were bitter about running backs. Maybe they got the, the they drafted running backs again. So it was kind of mixed this year. No. Everyone's yeah. done. It's I, just, I got to take a running back. I mean, we were surprised when we looked at this and we were like, okay, 10 running backs. There's a lot of it that makes sense. I do think as the, as the season gets closer, I think some of this is going to balance itself. I think when people are, you know, back, you know, more comfortable about Odell Beckham, I think Julio Jones and Odell Beckham can squeeze themselves back in. I could see leagues that McCaffrey's not going to go in the first round. I think... I mean, I think, I mean, we'll have to see what happens with Barkley. There's a potential with Barkley. I do think as well, Kamara is somebody that I think he'll be a first rounder, but I think he's going to fringe some people. And I think there's going to be a lot of FUD on Leonard Fournette this year that is going to be telling people to maybe potentially shy away. So I think you could see a couple of those guys I just mentioned fall into the second round. But what this proved was you want an elite running back and you want them sooner rather than later. And maybe maybe this was just happenstance to be a draft that we saw the run go on and people followed the run. But I think we're going to see a more predominant running back heavy first round than we have in a couple of years. I got to be honest with you, dude. I don't think that much is going to change. You think it's going to go 6-6 six, six again? I think it's going to go uh, ten and two. Oh no! Nine, you, oh, you uh, think it's going to stick nine like this. and three? I I, th- I think it is, and I think you know we'll get into it uh, when we get a little bit deeper here. But once you see the value of some of these wide receivers, and Jesus, like I know that quarterback every single year is a position that we're drafting late. This year is just seems absolutely ridiculous. Well, I got an incredible value later. So uh, I mean. It's dumb. As far as first round goes, you want to talk about Barkley here? Because I think that's probably a big discussion. You know, once the draft I think you should talk. That's your pick. Yeah, I mean, this could change. You know, we could see some changes. Uh, Even so much so to say if the Browns take him, I think there's enough to question when you have Carlos Hyde. Right. It might not warrant it. I mean, you might want to go a safer option if he does go. I'm kind of presuming that he's going to be a giant. And I think if he's a giant, he's the absolute feature back with great great wide receivers. He's a check down guy. He can be the feature back on that team. And I think he will run wild. If he's a Brown, I don't know, man. Like, you might want to go a safer option. Maybe you want to go DeAndre Hopkins with uh, Watson back. Maybe Kareem Hunt. I, was re- I almost took Kareem Hunt in this. That's where I was battling because uh, Kamara was I, gone as well. I think I would have taken Kareem Hunt for the simple fact that we don't know. 
yeah. where Barkley is right now. I think if he winds up in New York, if he winds up in Tampa Bay, uh, I think that I'm still taking Barkley. Well, I shouldn't say. I mean, Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing yards Kareem last Hunt year. Kareem Hunt is awesome. Season. But it's the PPR really effect. Good. Uh, Saquon Barkley is a really good pass catcher. Like, I could... I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot of weird, unfair comparisons to like Ezekiel Elliott, and people are going to be like, "Well, you know, no one said you could." He's take... a different type of back, you know? but he's also going to catch the ball more. Like, would you be surprised if he had a Todd Gurley type season? Go catches 50 Dude. passes, runs 200, has 250 carries. I don't think that's out of out of the question. Dude, I think that maybe, and it's not out of his pass catching ability, but I think out of necessity, Ezekiel Elliott's a guy that could catch 50 or 60 balls this year because they have no one else. That's a great point too. I mean, Ezekiel (laughs) Elliott, yeah, for PPR might be sneaky. That's a good, I think a great discussion and something you and I are kicking around a project we might do, but looking at Ezekiel Elliott versus David Johnson is an incredible debate to have this year. It is because Zeke's coming off the suspension. And remember, everybody was like, oh, here it is. Zeke is going to go crazy. He's going to do the, you know, remember when Tom Brady was suspended and Tom Brady came back and just lit the world on fire. And that didn't really happen with Zeke no. down the stretch. You know, he was kind of, I don't want to say quiet, but he wasn't that dominant Zeke. I think he was his first week back was fairly strong. But after that, he kind of, you know, pittered out. So Anything you don't love about this first round? Not really. Um, I know you weren't super happy. I mean, you like McCaffrey, but it wasn't your ideal situation. I wanted Fournette or Kareem Hunt to fall to me, and, and I just you, know, you got double sniped. Yeah, and I, I and that's fine though. Like Christian McCaffrey, uh, I, I am okay. So I am worried about the draft with Christian McCaffrey because uh, you know one of these guys would pair perfectly, and Nick Chubb would pair perfectly. Ooh, like a Darius guys coming into town. Ooh. Sure, yeah, one of those guys come in, and they are the opposite type. How about of Ronald stuff. Jones? Like you and I, I feel like we've talked a lot about Ronald Jones. Wouldn't Ronald Jones be the perfect complement to Christian McCaffrey? I would be less scared about Ronald Jones than I would be a guy like Nick Chubb or something. But but yeah, and look, you know, it doesn't. Uh, a guy coming into Carolina doesn't eliminate Christian McCaffrey as a first round option or, you know, a high second round option because they're they're going to be absolutely used. I mean, he's going to be used in the slot. Uh, he's going to line up with another running back back there, so he's going to be fine. But it does take away his carries. So I think this year he looks like he could be an absolute dominant back if they don't take someone fairly early. And the so. second round, Bogman, you uh, came back from Christian McCaffrey with LaShawn McCoy. Fam, Rob Didden took Dalvin Cook. Then the draft went Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver run. I felt I was left with a gift with, you know, the middle second-round pick. I got Mike Evans, followed by Mark Ingram, Keenan Allen, Devontae Freeman, A.J. Green, Jordan Howard, and the final pick of the second round was Joe Mitchell taking Rob Gronkowski. So uh, why don't you talk about LaShawn or any of these other picks in the second round? Well, Lashana really liked because I feel like he's, you know, a safe upside play. I mean, I'm not really upside, but he's a safe play. Like, you know, you know what you're getting from Lashana. He's getting a little bit long in the tooth, a little bit older. But Dalvin Cook's coming off the knee injury, and then Mark Ingram. Like, I don't know if Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara are going to be able to do what they did last season. So, what about uh, Devontae- Dalvin Cook though? Like Dalvin Cook specifically. I know there's a question of doing it. Like, I kind of, to be honest with you, maybe PPR throws me throws off a little bit here, but I. There's a sexy factor to thinking, like, even if you had McCoy and Cook. Like, I like that. I don't know why I'm, I'm not trying to be against McCaffrey. Or McCaffrey and Cook, is that just too risky? Because I feel like there's a lot less weapons in Buffalo where, I don't know, I feel like Dalvin Cook is, uh, you know, free to go. 
Yeah, but Dalvin Cook has also played, you know, what, four games in the NFL before blowing out his knee. Maybe it was six yeah. games. I can't remember the exact amount, but, you know, I'm not saying he's injury prone, but he's coming off of that. And, uh, you know, they still have, they still signed, um, oh, good Lord. His Latavius name is Murray? Uh, yeah, Latavius Murray. Thank you. Yeah, because Jared McKinnon is gone. in San Francisco. Right. Yeah, McKinnon's gone. So Latavius Murray, they still have who could vulture some. Uh, I mean, no one's taking anything away from LaShawn McCoy. You know, even if they draft someone like, you know, maybe Rashad Penny or somebody like that to be the guy to replace McCoy eventually. What if they no, brought in someone more anything. serious, though? What if they brought in like a Darius Geis? I just think they have so many holes that they can't go. They can't go out taking those high running backs. I think they have to fix that defensive line. Uh, you know, the the Bills are desperately trying to trade up to get a quarterback, which might mean that they trade some of the, you know, a second or a third which means that if they do that on top, they're just they need to fill so many other spots that they can't afford to be taking a running back when they already have a guy like LaShawn McCoy. So I don't think much is going to come off of McCoy. What do you think about the value that we saw with this wide receiver run? Because, you know, pairings now is RFP, Ryan Porter. He, I mean, he got DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. Eric Cooper is now got Melvin Gordon and Odell Beckham. I got Saquon Barkley and Mike Evans. And then whoever the hell French fried pizza is, I don't remember. Chris uh, Clark. Chris Clark got Kareem Hunt and Michael Thomas. Like, so what do you think about the values and the pairs of the second round? Maybe all but more proving like, it, you know, you got to go with these running backs because you can have an amazing pair. Or you can do what RFP did, pending what he did with running backs later, getting guys <laughs> like DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean... It's not an ideal scenario to me. I know our guy, Chris Harris, he loves to do, I don't care. I want the best player available for like the first four or five rounds. And that's fine. And it definitely can work out for people. For me, I just see the scarcity of running backs. And um, because you mean as far as taking two wide receivers? Yeah, taking two wide receivers. If you want to go running back wide receivers, absolutely. Like, fine. like, Mick, like for me, I took Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley, or Eric has Melvin Gordon and Odell Beckham. Right. I just want to make sure that I have that that second running back locked up so at some point. I want it locked up by round four. So uh, if you don't have it up by locked up by round four, you're taking a risk. Will that risk work out for some people? A hundred percent. It works out for people every single year. But for me. I, I just find it extra, extra safe to be able to, you know, have two running backs at least in the first four rounds. I think if you don't have that, you're just taking a risk that's a little bit too big for me. That's all. There's some interesting so, stuff to look at, by the way, here, because I'm looking at, like, not trying to jump too far ahead, but like a guy like Sorio. Sorio took three straight wide receivers, then went one running back, and then went tight end. He got one running back in the top five rounds, and he didn't take his first running back until the fourth round. Yeah, you're buying lottery tickets after that. Yeah. You know, it, you know, if sometimes you don't have it pays two, off though. Sometimes it does, absolutely. And but but I feel like the floor is higher on some of these late wide receivers than it is on uh, these running backs because he he took like, you yeah, know, like you said, point. I don't want to skip around here, but he took Chris Carson who, in you the 6th round. In the sixth round. And he took a rookie as his first guy, which I shouldn't compare because I took Saquon Barkley. (laughs) But he's got his running backs were Chris Carson and Darius Geis. But he paired those with uh, A.J. Green, who he took here. He got Antonio Brown and then T.Y. Hilton. So there's a lot of risk here. Uh, Before we break here, what do you you dislike and like real quick most about this round? 
this round, um, Second I don't round. know. And you can uh, even compare to pairings. You can look at the pairings as well. I don't like Gronk this season. I mean, I, I question his commitment. He hasn't even said if he's 100% coming back at this point before the draft. You know, you think that's something the Patriots need to know. I mean, I think he's going to be back, and he's training like he's going to be back. But I don't know that if that fire might be going out. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram on the same team. That's what I was going to point out. That was mind boggling. Yeah, whoever a football is in a ball, I don't, I don't see the team name. Will Hall. Will Hall. Taking Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, though on paper it makes sense, I'm not sure that's a strategy that I'm going to take when I'm putting together my first two rounds. But uh, we'll talk about more of this. We'll go third, fourth, maybe some other pairings. Breaking down this mock draft. Very, very early mock draft. So don't go anywhere. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to... In this league. In the dark. Ah, yes, we like to set the mood for uh, early fantasy mock draft talk. That's what we do. You know what's funny is uh, we just heard Adam Sandler, and I'm seeing, like, I'm hearing him in my ears, and then I have funny people up on my screen here. Ah, yeah. And he just looks like a different human being than the guy that did Billy Madison. I feel like... Or Happy Gilmore. Adam Sandler is an interesting guy because I feel like he's turned over a couple different personalities. You ever hear that saying where, like, people change every seven years? They say, like, your actual physical body... I heard it was taste buds. Right. No, they say, like, your body, like, the the skin kind of comes off. Like, you you actually have a physical different nature to yourself. And When I was a kid, my grandma tried to pull that taste buds thing on me oh no no try the squash because your taste buds change every seven years you know you're 14 now and i was like yeah no it's still gross guess what so guess what newly i'm newly 35 still hate pickles still (laughs) hate pickles wait a minute what about tarantula burger though nope never gonna do it never gonna do it never gonna (laughs) how much how much would it take uh you don't have enough money bachman trust me. no no not me i'm just obviously I don't have enough. I, I couldn't give you $15 to do it right now. It would have postmates. It, it probably couldn't come short of $50,000. Okay. Like, if, yeah, I mean, like, it, like $100,000, I just couldn't pass up and I'd eat that stupid thing. But anything less, I don't know. It's a question mark. All right. Uh, early, early mock draft time. We already got through the first two rounds. Round three started off with Adam Thielen, Jarek McKinnon. T.Y. Hilton, Marvin Jones in the third round, Tyreek Hill, Colden Tate, Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, Carlos Hyde, Derrick Henry, Doug Baldwin, and Alshon Jeffrey. Key points here, I took Devontae Adams, Bogman took Alshon Jeffrey, and definitely some 
different eight values all over. Eight, eight wow, eight to four. Eight wideouts, four running backs. Okay. Um, I definitely <laughs> was hoping in the fourth round that Jarek McKinnon, Joe Mixon, or Derrick Henry were going to fall to me. And of course, even though it was uh, three to one or two to one, however you want it, three to one, uh, wide receivers to running backs, all of the running backs that I want wanted went in this stupid round. Went in this dumb round. So I took Devontae Adams, though. You had a chance for Joe Mixon, though, and you passed him. I did. Well, I wanted them in the fourth round. Um, oh, I see. Coming back. I got yeah, you. yeah. That, that's how I wanted I wanted them to come back. Jerick McKinnon went ahead, and that kind of sucked. But Devontae, um, Devontae Adams, if I remember correctly, one thing that Pretty I ended incredible up— Incredible last year. Yeah, and, and the guy I took in the fourth round we'll talk about, I ended up having number one and number two in red zone. Uh, I think it was— Targets. Targets. Targets yeah. uh, from last season. And Devontae yep. Adams goes into becoming number one, the number one guy this year with Jordy Nelson out. So I actually felt like that was a pretty decent well, value. Let's not forget, though, you're a cob sucker. I am. I do. I mean, it, it's fair, Bogman, that I am a known Randall Cobb sucker. I'm a cob sucker. It's a fact. So I got to get over that. The Packers added Jimmy Graham, who yeah. was number was red one overall yeah. in red zone targets. But in PPR, so. Devontae Adams is—I still felt like he was kind of. That's a great pick. The I like it better than Golden Tate. I like it better than Tyreek Hill. Way better than Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones. Absolutely. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, you can throw in there if Andrew Luck's back. But I've taken Devontae big. Adams over T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, so actually we had a big um, – yeah, I'd take him over Thielen too. Oh, uh, uh, I would take Thielen actually. I, I, I would take Devontae Adams. Oh, okay, uh, I like that. I know I know Kirk Cousins is there and everything, but I'm still – I mean they got Stephon Diggs. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is going to be there. Dalvin Cook's going to be catching more passes. Uh, I, I think I'm still going with uh, – with Devonte Adams, but it was a keeper league that our guy Tony Kohler was drafting, and it was between Keenan Allen and Devonte Adams. And I said I'm going to go with Keenan Allen because you know the Packers did add Jimmy Graham, Cobb's still there, and uh, Geronimo Allison's a three, so I think there's a chance they could draft someone fairly high. Uh, and I don't know who that person is, but I think I would definitely go with Keenan Allen because the Chargers just spent a first round pick on Mike Williams last year, who's coming back from an injury, and Keenan Allen finally stayed healthy. So I think he's out of that, I'm going to hurt my knee every seven seconds thing. Yeah. So I think I would go with Allen over him. But he went Devontae Adams. So uh, he's a very, very high pick. This round, the Welsh, uh, I, I think everything is fairly good here. I would jumble up the players a little bit. Yeah, me uh, too. The, the one questionable pick, I, I would say, is Carlos Hyde. Yep, 100%. Um, you and me are on it. But if Carlos Hyde, if the Browns don't wind up taking Saquon Barkley, Carlos Hyde's a great pick here. In the third round. That's a great point. It's a, it's a really good point. You know, another one, too, uh, not to rush us through here, but while we have time to get in, is just officially seeing Jarek McKinnon jumping in as a third round, a high third round pick in PPR. People are very excited. doesn't look like the Niners. I mean, the Niners could surprise us, and they could take a, you know, they could take a Rashad Penny or something like that later, and maybe there's more competition. But they uh, he got the okay from Kyle Shanahan, so he's the number one guy. And I felt like he was the he he became the running back that was the beginning of a new tier. You know, after Jordan Howard went, it was this new tier of running back where we saw Jarek McKinnon, who went ahead of Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry, which I'm going to be a Derrick Henry guy this year, regardless of Deion Lewis being drafted. Uh, I know, I know, I'm still going to be in on Derrick Henry, but Jarek McKinnon, uh, I thought was a I, I like that pick, though. To your point of what you're getting in the the jumble, I'm not sure. 
you know, you can take Jerick McKinnon over like Devontae Adams. And see, this is where after this round, I despise the running backs. I do not like barely any of them. Yeah, and I only have one round. of them, which made me uncomfortable. Some of the rookies are okay, but it just gets so ugly. And there's so much wide receiver upside because let's just move to the fourth round. The Welsh, yeah. it went uh, Allen Robinson. I took after I took Alshon Jeffrey. So I got myself two number one targets. I got uh, Amari Cooper went after that. Then Cooks, JHI, Alex Collins, Jarvis Landry, you took. Uh, Russell Wilson, Stefan Diggs, Larry Fitzgerald, Darius Geis, Travis Kelsey, and Juju Smith-Schuster. A lot of surprising stuff that happened in this round. Questionable running backs, first quarterback. We had the second tight end, second rookie running back, and then some guys that people are really you're really buying Juju in the fourth round. There's a lot of happening, a lot happening in the fourth round. Yeah, I mean, this round is ugly. So I uh, love and hate some of these picks. Uh, I really like the brand. Brandon Cooks is such a great value in the fourth round. Going to the Rams, I know yeah, they I have more. One. More targets there, but he still should be the number one wide receiver. Uh, Jarvis Landry is appropriate. I know a lot of people are going to look and say, oh, man, Jarvis Landry led the league in receptions last year. This is so great. Well, Tyrod Taylor is his, number, his, his quarterback now. So, yes, he's a number one. And if they do take Saquon Barkley, he's going to eat into a lot of uh, you know l- targets. And Josh Gordon is going to be there. And David Njoku is going to be another year older. So Jarvis Landry is a good quarterback. And when you he's say appropriate – Wide receiver three. Yeah, and w- yeah, that amazing. was the whole point for t- for a twofold here. When you talk about appropriate, as I mentioned, my running backs went, and and I'm looking for a third wide receiver or second running back. I had my eyes on Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, and Brandon Cooks, and guess what? Boom, 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 boom. First three picks in the fourth round. So I looked, and Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry, and for intensive purposes, Stefan Diggs were the end of a tier. But I went with the guy that could go for the heavy receptions, and I figured, like you kind of just said, Jarvis Landry as a third wide receiver is just a dominant state for me to be in. Though I have two Browns in the top four rounds, that's a little <laughs> uncomfortable. Potentially, uh, if Saquon was a Brown. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, uh, I love Russell Wilson. He could wind up being the number one quarterback. But when you look at these deals, he yep. just can't be going here nope, in the 100%. fourth round. Don't like that one. Uh, Darius Geis is questionable depending on where he lands. Alex obviously. Collins could look really bad pending if the, oh, if Baltimore that, does I something. I hated that one. Yeah, I, because I think if Baltimore was like Alex Collins is a guy, we love him, he would have gotten more than a one-year contract. Yeah, I, so I agree. Maybe it's a, hey, prove it to us, you know, that kind of thing. But I didn't like that pick either. Uh, what, let, let's move yeah. on to the fifth. And I liked your fifth. I liked your fourth round pick, by the way, Valen Robinson. I really like what you have done, by the way. You co- took McCaffrey, McCoy, and Jeffrey and Robinson. I think that was a killer start. My start through the first four rounds was uh, what was it? I had uh, Barkley, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, and Jarvis Landry. So I was kind of oh, three number one wideouts. Yeah, kind of like lit there. So fifth round started Lamar Miller, who I honestly kind of semi had my eye on. And it kind of just reiterated to me, like, I'm probably going to take best available regardless of what happens here. Then it went Aaron Rodgers, Zach Ertz, Robert Woods, Demarius Thomas, Duke Johnson. I took Des Bryant in the fifth round. Followed by, it went Josh Gordon, Kenyon Drake, Nelson Aguilar, Chris Thompson, and Devontae Parker, which went to Bogman. Now, the one thing I want to throw out, hindsight after the draft, I made a mistake. I would have taken Josh Gordon over Des Bryant. And that might surprise some people. But would it, you still do it? 
there's a part. Well, I, I think it, it's a little bit closer, to be honest with you. I think, you know, he goes and he gets and puts himself in a spot where maybe it's him and Odell Beckham in New York. That could be that could be something, man. Everything we thought Brandon. Uh, 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 oh, I just forgot his name. Who just got cut? Oh, uh, Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Thank you. Brandon Marshall could have been. Des could be. And they're both number twos, which you look into. But I'm definitely right. – I love Josh Gordon. But Well, I think I like the number two option with Eli Manning more than I like the number two option with Tyrod Taylor. It's a great point. But th- here's the cool thing. Des Bryant is my fourth wide receiver, my flex. So right. I was very, very happy about that. This round was odd. I, I liked Rodgers in the fifth. Lamar Miller was kind of the last of maybe a guys you take a chance on. We saw Chris Thompson go in the fifth. I thought there were a lot of – interesting plays. Robert Woods, another one like I really want to like, but I'm like, I don't know. And just personally, this is a personal thing. I don't like taking Zach Ertz in the fifth. Does he warrant it? Probably does. But again, Sorio had one running back and took Zach Ertz in the fifth. Took him <laughs> over. Josh Gordon, Des Bryant took him over. Uh, a lot of guys. I mean, Devontae if I was Parker. him, I probably would have taken like a uh, Chris Thompson there. I would have really been hoping for you know, or Kenyon Drake. And I'm I'm not a Kenyon Drake fan, but I would have taken Kenyon Drake o- over a tight end in that spot. I think, especially because you only have Darius Geis, a rookie who we don't know where he's going to land yet. Because I mean, look, Darius Geis is great, but if he lands in Detroit, which I think that he should be the number one guy there, but Legarrette Blunt could sneak uh, goal line carries away from him, and Theo Riddick's going to take receptions. So. While he will be the number one running back option, he still, for fantasy, is going to lose a lot. Yeah. So, Anything else in this round that kind of jumped out to you as like a favorite? Uh, I don't know why Nelson Aguilar win this round. I don't either. I, I was looking at that, and it just made no sense to I mean, me. He was good last year, but I it's not something I'm doing. Especially over Devontae Parker, who's the number one in Miami now. Yeah, I mean, I love Devontae Parker, too. And then round six, you started it off with the third rookie that went, Nick Chubb. Uh, then it went Tevin Coleman carry on johnson which i was like wow carry on johnson split like there's split camps man there's people that really really like the one thing that you cannot deny about carry on johnson is he can carry the ball 30 times i was just surprised he lands he's like this year's jamal williams to me but he just went over sony michelle who was the next pick that's what surprised me so you got so far three rookie running backs that went in this round chubb carry on johnson sony michelle went to rfp alan hearns I, would, I want your take on this because I thought I got a deal taking Marlon Mack in the sixth round. Maybe I'm off because Frank Gore is out of town. Delaney Walker, Deion Lewis, Evan Ingram, Chris Carson, Robbie Anderson, and Cooper Cup. That was Not, what this round was. Uh, Marlon Mack is he's a lot like on Johnson. Like you give you can give him the ball a million times. He's just a battering ram. But he's also uh, the guy now. He is the guy now, unless they draft in basically anyone. Well, you know, yeah. Well, did they dra- anybody. Uh, well, I think that if they take not anyone, okay, so he could still wind up being the number one option. But if they draft someone, that guy, whoever it is, even if it's a guy like Mark Walton, who's the opposite kind of like Marlon Mack is a giant big battering ram. You know, Mark Walton is a small dude, super fast, can catch the ball. You know, it's going to wind up being split. I think you're going to wind up seeing like a Samaje P. Ryan, Chris Thompson type of situation. You know what I was more so, worried about, by the way? is I'm more worried about, and I'll just a quick little jump ahead since we're not doing too much more on this, is DeMarco Murray, who I took in the eighth round. I took him. A guy like DeMarco Murray going to Indianapolis, and that yeah. would be like the death blow, but I took him in the eighth round. Yeah, and, and that and that's fine. Like, uh, you know, Marlon Mack is okay. 
Uh, and at this point in the year, too, they don't have anyone else. Yeah. So it's it's a good value. Loved your Nick Chubb pick. Uh, he went 61 overall. Chubb, That's where you got him. Love it. I think the further away he gets from that leg injury, the more like Todd Gurley he's going to be. Yeah. So. Uh, seventh round, it went Sterling Shepard, Calvin Ridley, first rookie wide receiver going in the seventh round, Rex Burkhead, C.J. Anderson, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, this is before C.J. got cut, by the way. Right. I think. Devin Funches. I took Tom Brady, 79 overall in the seventh round. Then Sammy Watkins, Greg Olson, Zach Doyle, Michael Crabtree, and Ronald Jones. Again, Bogman taking Jack two Doyle. working. Or did I say John? Not, yeah, Zach, he yeah, Zach, Zach Doyle. Zach Doyle, <laughs> O'Doyle rules. Michael Crabtree, and you took Ronald Jones, now having two rookie running backs. Man, I tell you what, there's, uh, I think, maybe like a couple bad picks in this round. And uh, for like me, who specifically, it would be C.J. Anderson. Yeah. Even before uh, C.J. Anderson got cut, it was clear they didn't like C.J. Anderson. So I was just avoiding that situation as best I could. So I, I didn't like that pick. Calvin Ridley, probably too much of a question when you have guys like Funches and Cra- like especially Crabtree. Uh, I mean, I personally hate Crabtree. Texas Tech and a Raven don't like him. But uh, he's the number one option there. Yeah, and I agree. When you look across the board, I know there's some guy in the next round. I'm going to just list off the next round, by the way, because I think there are a, wider, a handful of wide receivers here that you took Will Fuller, then it went Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, 87th overall, Kelvin Benjamin, Josh Doxson. I took DeMarco Murray, 90th overall. DJ Moore went 91. Deshaun Watson, 92. Julian Edelman, Jamison Crowder, Tariq Cohen, and Jamal Williams. I look at... I, I don't care taking the risk. I take the risk on Jordy Nelson. You got Benjamin, maybe not Doxson, but then you look at Edelman, who I know you don't care for, and Crowder. I'm taking no, all those I, guys th- over Ridley. In this round, it, eight, the eighth round, sign me up for Sexy Julian. I love that. I didn't like it when he was going in the third or fourth uh, last season before he got hurt. There's there's not too many bad picks in this round. In fact, I'm trying to to pinpoint one. I don't really have one. I'm not the biggest Josh Doxson fan. I think they could wind up drafting somebody. Obviously, DeMarco Murray doesn't have a job yet, but I would expect him to sign after the draft at some point. And uh, I, I love Tariq Cohen. I love Julian Edelman here, Benjamin, Cobb, and obviously I like my Will Fuller pick. Yeah. So. Um, and just a, a look as far as rookies go for people. Ninth round, Cortland Sutton went. Rashad Penny, Christian Kirk, and Akram Wadley all went in the 10th round. James Washington in the 11th. I mean, DJ Shark went in the 14th. Any last kind of comments on uh, how the rest of this thing went? Which, by the way, we're going to post the results of this at InThisLeague.com if people want to look at this early, early mock. Good God Almighty quarterbacks are cheap. They are ridiculously cheap. You got Drew Brees in the 11th round. Was that you? No, no, I, I took Tom Brady oh. in the seventh round. Tom Brady in the seventh round. Drew Brees went in the eleventh. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I know we talked about that with Joe in full sixty. How Drew Brees kind of had a down year for Drew Brees. But that's, that's crazy. Eleventh round. That's Philip Rivers was like fourth overall in quarterbacks. Twelfth round. I think I said Deshaun Watson went in the eighth round. Dude, the last quarterback to go with the second to last pick in the draft was Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I mean, that's wild. Crazy <laughs> that's quarterback crazy. deals. No depth at running back. And some pretty good middle round wide receiver stuff. That's awesome. So go check out the results in thisleague.com. You guys can make comments on it. And obviously, we are going to do a post mock, post NFL draft mock draft. So be on the lookout for that for more. That is the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the three hours. This is In This League on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Go to inthisleague.com for everything else. Otherwise, we will see you when uh, we got brand new NFL players. So for Bogman on the Welsh, peace out. See ya.